welcome to another podcast. We have a fellow photographer, Jaden. Jaden, how's it going, buddy? Great, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've got obviously a two camera setup. So, uh, and then I just like, yeah. So that's for me. And, oh, okay. And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's cool, for cool, you. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I just punch it all in into AI. Oh, really? And the AI does the editing for me. No way. Yeah, it's fucking, it's mad. What, what is that on? What, what do you edit on? So uh, Premiere Pro, I, I spend most of my time lining up the files. So obviously I've got two video files and then this actually creates two audio files from the mics. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. So all I have to do is like line it up and then I tell the AI like how many cameras, who the speakers are, wow. okay. what kind of like lag that I want in terms of like cutting the video. And then I hit, I hit go. Oh my gosh. I feel like that would help so much with the whole process because <sighs> editing videos like that can just be such a long process sometimes. And it is like, sometimes I'm sitting there and I really have to get in the zone and like motivate myself to do that. But like cutting out that process like that, it's beautiful. Bro, I uh, I had to so I updated the firmware on this, but of course, I didn't realize that it reset all the settings. Okay. And I did a podcast the other day, um, and I thought, ah, oh, yeah, sweet, 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 all good. No, it didn't record two separate audio files. Oh no! It created one stereo file. Like both both oh. audio, oh okay, both mics into yeah. the one file, yep, yep. and I'm like, no, because the yeah. AI won't work then. Oh no! So I just finished editing an hour and fifteen <sighs> minutes. So it was like all manual work. All yeah. manual. Yeah. It took me four and a half hours. Oh my gosh! Just for an hour and a half of footage, you say? Yeah. Yeah, that's. Whereas the AI would have done yeah. it within thirty five seconds. <laughs> really is it that quick yeah wow that's amazing it's like super quick i'm on um i'm on final cut pro still i've been using oh, yeah. that for so long but i just feel like i've outgrown it now there's like it's very yeah. limited it's it was great in the start of my journey and i've been using it for like five years yeah i've been using the free <laughs> the free version yeah um but yeah at this point like i feel like it doesn't have all the things like you know, that AI technology and even the color grading isn't really that great on yeah. Final Cut Pro. So I was thinking either, um, what's the Adobe one called? Uh, Premiere Pro. Yeah, either Premiere Pro or um, the... DaVinci Resolve. DaVinci, thank you, yeah. Because yeah. I've been seeing a lot of the color grading on DaVinci Resolve. And yeah. one of my favorite things about photography is the editing. Like I love the editing process. I love sitting down with my coffee, just sipping and playing around with the colors and stuff. I love that. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I probably would really enjoy video editing more if I could get into the color grading side of things. Yeah. So I feel like DaVinci Resolve could be like a really good one to play around with. Yeah. And Hollywood editors, they use DaVinci Resolve. Oh, Did you really? Have, yeah. Like look it up. Yeah. Oh. In terms of color grading and things like that, like DaVinci Resolve, even though there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, like clips on social media about how how it's free and stuff like this, but Hollywood editors actually use DaVinci Resolve for wow. the sheer um, computing capability. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's mm. that's crazy. I thought I would just assume that they were using like this crazy massive software that none of us would be able to 
you know, have access to. So that, I mean, that makes it even more enticing. Really. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. I, I used to do my video stuff on Final Cut. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. then a mate of mine last year was like, you need to get rid of Final Cut. Da, 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 da. Yeah. The, way, the way that it manages its files was what just like absolutely screwing me. Um, and In what way? In, in that um, whenever you start a new project, it uh, the, I don't think there was an option to like stop the copy of the file that you were – the media source that you were edit that you were um, importing into the project, yep. and so there was every one to two months, I'd have to like go and find that file and delete it because oh. it was keeping all of the media files that I yeah. was taking from an external okay. drive. I think I, I think I am I think I'm having that issue too. I noticed yeah. like my um, hard drives and everything fill up so quick. Exactly. It's it's yeah. So I took my. Are we allowed to swear on this? Fucking hell. Okay, okay. Yeah, I wanted to say fuck. Yeah. I was like, can yeah, I do yeah. that? Yeah, 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 yeah okay, totally. okay, okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so like yeah. I, I, I uh, and like I, I got a new MacBook like a year and a half ago, and um, was that the one with the M1 chip? Yeah, I got oh. the M, I got the M1 chip. Um, I want to upgrade to an M2 chip, but oh, um, okay. yeah, like after I don't know, like three months of having it, like I just like all his memory was like being mm. used up. So yeah. I took it to the Apple store and they, um, they ran Daisy disc on it, which is the draw, the, um, the scanner to kind of like find where you're using all your files okay. and memory yep. and stuff. And, um, and they're like, Oh, there's this file. We found this file. What is it? I'm like, Oh, it's a final cut project that like, yeah. So just delete. So then I'm like, Oh, well let's, that's, yeah. that's obviously what I have to do, yeah. right? But then my mate was like, "No, no, no! You need to, yeah. you need to flip over to Premiere right. Pro. It's more capability." Right, I'm inspired now. I'm gonna as soon as I get home, I'm gonna download. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, and um, I found like because my brain was like wired for Final Cut Pro shortcuts, mm. yeah, and all yep. that. It took me. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. It, it took me a month and a half to two uh, months yeah. to like rewire my brain. Yeah. But yeah. it is so worth it. It is? Okay, it's good. totally yeah. worth it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear because I feel like um, my, yeah, my video editing capabilities are, are very limited and I see all these amazing videos out there and I just feel like, you know, I could probably achieve them in Final Cut Pro, but I feel like there's, uh, you know, more convenient ways to do it. Yeah, and I'll just get you grab the mic so it's kind of more like down here. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Is that is that okay? Yeah, like, yeah, like, like that. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, because because I'm like really busy. I don't want to. I don't like doing those long process of just those little niggly things. They just take forever because it's like I don't have time for all of that. So. Yeah. Which like, is yeah. which is why I looked into this AI yeah. thing, and yeah. I'm like, why? Oh, just yeah, fucking save my mad. day. That's I mad. can I can record, edit, uh, edit, produce, and upload all within a day. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that's so good. And I feel like it's so important to um, capitalize on the AI technology that's coming out because I feel like it, it'd be so easy to fall behind if you're not using that technology. Hundred percent. Um, and even like, uh, have you used the AI, the uh, generative fill in Photoshop? Uh, what do you I, do? You, what do you think about that? 
it's a bit hit and miss. Mm. And um, and then actually uh, Corey Freeman, who I had, oh, yeah, yeah, who yeah, I had I on the that podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. he um, he gave he gave me a tip on how to use it, and I was like, okay. "Damn, that's like." Oh yeah, yeah. So, so obviously, like with uh, with like my style and his style, and you know, like the kind of nudity and stuff like mm, that. Yeah. Generative Phil says, "Bump on." Ah, uh, yes. You, we can't do this. I've had that issue even with just bikini photos sometimes. C- yeah, correct. yeah, yeah. So what he said was, um, like highlight it, mask it. Sorry. So so select select the bikini, mm-hmm. the body of the bikini. Copy it, put it into another layer, delete it, and then run generative fill. Oh my gosh. Okay. So then it, you know, because then you, yeah. it doesn't see that. And then yeah. you just put it back in. Okay. That's huge advice. That is so good. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. That's so good. That's, okay. That's like a fucking editing hack. Because <laughs> I remember last uh, holiday when I went to Bali with my girlfriend, I was trying to edit a few photos of her and there might have been like a few people in the background that it's just easy to use generative fill. I feel like it do- does a better job than I can and a quicker yeah. job yeah. at removing people. So I would like try and remove them and that would always happen. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a huge thing. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, like I'm, uh, what is this? I think this is like podcast number 15. Oh my God. But I've like oh. met and had conversations with people that people that I've, you know, um, done photo shoots with before or I've got like a close relationship with. But then there are others that I'm like, it's just so interesting, man. Yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. This, this um, medium is such a new kind of frontier yeah. it's just yeah it's crazy yeah it's it's pretty cool and there's i feel like there's so much to learn from all these different people as well yeah like everyone has their own different experiences even though we're all kind of doing the same thing like everyone's got different personalities different experiences and so i feel like you know having podcasts with them you'd learn so much yeah yeah which is so cool 100 yeah. percent. so how yeah. did you get into photography so there's this guy i followed called johnny edland He's a travel influencer and I just got obsessed with his photos. I think him and his best mate travel around the world. Yeah. um, And his best mate was like taking photos of him as they were traveling around the world. And I was like, I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. So I bought a camera initially to try and get photos of myself. Um, That's fucking hard. (laughs) Self portraits are hard. So it was so hard. (laughs) It was so hard. And that was when I didn't have a clue about cameras as well. So I had like, um, an A6 D300 with a, um, it was, what was the lens? The lens was just a stock lens. Yeah. And I was wondering why my photos just weren't sharp and they were like, you know, a little bit grainy and they didn't the have lens. the background blur. I didn't understand for like yeah. three years. Yeah. And then eventually I figured it out, bought better lenses and I was like, oh, okay. So wasted all this time. I could have just had a better lens. Um, and then from there, I, because I struggled with getting photos of myself. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take photos of other people. Yeah. So just started. How, how long that. ago was that? <laughs> that was probably like just before COVID. Okay. Yeah. Just before COVID, I started doing that. And I almost, so I almost didn't end up pursuing that because the girl I was dating at the time, um, she had a big problem with me going out and taking <laughs> photos of girls. And she she was like, um, I have to make sure that I 
like I can see the messages that you've sent to the girls to make sure it doesn't look like you're flirting, like all this stuff. Right. So she would, so we had this back and forth and then she would be like, no, I don't want you to take photos of her or, yeah, or that. So it was a flipping and flopping. It was. So like, yeah, I've been there. So then I, I just kept on doing it anyway. And it did create, it did create problems in the relationship, but I felt like I had a natural skill there that I wanted to pursue. And I, I was like, you know, the, I do care about her and, yeah. it, you know. Um, Are you still with her? No. Okay. Not anymore. No, no, no. Um, but I feel like I just pushed in that direction. It felt like I had a natural knack for it. And it made me feel really good too because it, it had this, gave me this sense of fulfillment and yeah. like the creative creativity side, being ADHD, like I just feel like I really needed that. Mm. Um, so I pursued it anyway and then I felt like I got pretty decent at it. So um was pretty happy in the end but um yeah it was definitely a struggle at the start and yeah then eventually I just kept on going and I love just like trying a bunch of you know different things like all the different styles are just super fun like I love uh, the the events that we go to yeah I love that that group setting as well like I, I find that super fun but yeah it's 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 a different uh it's just a different take on what we do yeah like yeah when there's groups of people you know and um groups of people sharing in a common idea mm. of you know capturing images or you know mm. just having a good time really yeah yeah know? yeah um, definitely and it's good to be able to ask questions because I, I found the majority of my time being a photographer i was i didn't have any other friends that did that stuff yeah so it was a lot of figuring out by myself so having that opportunity to work with all of you and be able to ask the questions and even just seeing the way you pose the models like i feel like that's a huge thing you're like the 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 <laughs> pro poser you're in that's your a- alley element i love that <laughs> that's that's just because, like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, man. it's I'm so like, good, man. It's and so I'm good. just like, ah, oh, you know what? Like, I don't care if people, like, think I'm an idiot because I get the good shots. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's, that's how I get the good shots. 100%, yeah. Like, if I, can, if I can break down my own wall and let people in to see my vulnerability, mm. then they feel comfortable being vulnerable in front of me. Yes, that's, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Definitely. <coughs> so, like, yeah, I guess, like, showing showing them the poses, even though you might yeah. feel a little bit funny, for them, that's probably, yeah, breaking down that barrier a little bit. Well, it's 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 interesting, right, because um, the, the simple act of just showing them the pose, there's so many different, like, levels of advantages for doing it, right? So it's breaking down this kind of anxiety piece around um oh, i don't really i don't really understand what this what the photographer is talking about mm. so i'm showing you how to mm, do it yeah there's the communication side of things in terms of um as i said like showing them that i can be i can look like an idiot or, or i can have a bit of fun and we can laugh about it kind of makes it makes the situation a little bit more light-hearted yeah you know yeah. not so serious yeah um, and then, and then there's obviously the piece around, well, maybe they don't know, they don't actually don't know how to pose, mm. right? So I'm showing them actually how to pose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and I think especially for what you do, like it's, it can be a pretty vulnerable position for, 
you know, yeah. the, the person to be in. So like breaking down those barriers the best you can and yeah. just showing them, I think, yeah, I feel like that's, that would must, yeah, that must be huge for them. And like I had, I had someone here during the week and I was showing them how to do the, um, lost the remote pose, which is the. Lost the remote pose. <laughs> can you show us right now? No, no, <laughs> I, no, I can't because there's a whole lot of stuff okay, in the okay. way, but. People listening and on the, on my Instagram would know which pose this is, but it's the one where they're uh, like they got their head in the couch and one leg out. So I'm going for that booty <laughs> shot, right? Anyway, so I you know step by step guided yeah, her through yeah. how to do it, you know, and all this type of stuff. Did you guys find the remote or no? Nah, bro, this fucking <laughs> this fucking remote's been lost for years. Oh, has it? Yeah, okay, wow. Yeah. <laughs> been lost for years anyway so the point that i'm getting yeah, so the point that i'm getting to is like i took the shot uh and then we did a couple of variations and i'm showing it to her and she says to me you know this was like super awkward to like do but now looking at the photos these look fucking amazing yeah and i'm like thank you yeah I'm like that's exactly the point what what you think feels awkward yeah. might actually look pretty amazing. Yeah. Obviously, it depends on the photographer, depends on the technique, mm, you know, yep. angles, lighting, all that type of stuff. But, um, yeah, like, and yeah. I just I just love kind of showing them that element to mm. what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. Because then they're like, oh, you know, and, and then it builds, yeah. instantly builds that trust. Yes. Yeah. You know, and when someone's being vulnerable, building that trust and that rapport very quickly is pretty key. Yes, that would be, yeah, that would be pretty important. Um, just to, for them to even, yeah, listen and trust you during the shoot. Um, yeah, because, yeah, I feel like I've even had, the, I've had that a few times too where, where like I've said like, oh, yeah, try, try this pose. And they're like, mm, I don't know. I think that I think that sounds a bit weird. Like yep. it, it looks a bit weird. Yeah. And then I, you show them the picture and they're like, oh, that turned out really good. Yeah. 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 And I totally get. Uh, I liked what you said before about, um, you know, like picking the camera up and kind of like continuing on with it, regardless of, you know, the kind of um, personal stuff that you were that yeah. came about yeah. with, you know, mm. that ex. Yeah. Um. But the satisfaction that you got out of it, you know, yeah. cr creatively, yeah. I think it's really important for us to pursue something creative regardless mm. of what it is yeah. because then it allows us to utilise that part of our brain, yeah. you know, and, and connect with the creative side and almost kind of like a soulful side mm. as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that was, you know, that was really the issue that we were facing was I think she thought that I was doing it in like a pervy way, but for me it it was I just in, enjoy being creative and I've done many creative things over my life. Like I mm. I enjoy drawing. I did that for many years. Yeah, I think right. being ADHD I jumped from thing to thing. So I, I did music. I was a rapper for for a what? couple of years. Yeah. Um had yeah, had a few songs on Spotify, but this same ex was embarrassed by my music, so she made me delete it all. Right. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've just done Can a you rap for me right now? Nah, 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 nah I'm not right now. I'm not right Podcast now. Podcast exclusive. <laughs> he's, he's coming back. No, I, I was, can't what? remember them, bro. It was, so, it, was like, it was like five years ago now. What, what was your rapper name? 
It was Little Loki. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, because I'm a big uh, Norse mythology fan. Okay. Um, and is, I feel is like is that kind of like your heritage? Yeah, it's my heritage. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All my all my uh, tattoos are Viking related and Norse mythology related. So yeah, yeah. I, lo- I just love the whole the whole thing. Yeah, it gets cool. me so pumped up. Yeah, I love it. Wait, yeah, I'm gonna get a rap out of him before this podcast. No. Ends. <laughs> I, w- I wish I can't remember any of them. Oh. Damn. Yeah, maybe next oh, time. You, oh, you, you, next time. You've you've moved on to other creative avenues. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, after that, that's when I started doing my photography uh, type thing. Um, I feel like I've always got to have something creative on the go. And I feel like photography's definitely been my longest lasting creative outlet. Yeah. Like I, it's something that <laughs> I, even if I stop for a little bit, I'll always come back to it because I just, I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like I'm pretty good at it. You know, like naturally. Um, yeah. So, it you know when you're good at something, you feel good when you when you put that out into the world. So hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been doing it for eleven years. Wow. Okay. So, and every year I'm kind of like, oh, what more can I do? Yeah. And then of course, yeah. like at the end of last year, I'm like, oh, I've got to start a podcast. Actually, so before and this is this is the this is the 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 journey or the progression is I bought the microphones and I was doing interviews at the end of, um, end of shoots. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching those. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and the first couple I absolutely hated them. They were like cringy, not from the model's perspective, but from my perspective. Yeah. Just cause it was a new thing for you. So it's, you know, it just yeah. takes a bit of time <coughs> to get used to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like editing it, I was like, nah, fuck, I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But I had to, I had to like post it, right? Because yeah, I'm like, yeah. you got to do it, right? yeah. And then, um, and then I was like, hmm, because I actually so second year of COVID, I actually did start a podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, but it was just me. Uh, and then oh. I and then I found like, oh, I just got too hard. What like, kind of things were you talking about? Just like photography related, yeah, or just photo- like photography okay. related? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then I canned that podcast, and then like because I was doing these interviews, I was like, nah, I think I'll like start it up again. Yeah, I had all yeah. the equipment, yeah. or most of the equipment. And yeah. um yeah, and then so here we are. Yeah, and I feel like this is a perfect setup. You know, it's it, I, lo- I love I've been watching your podcast. I think they look great. Like yeah. yeah, thank really you. Really entertaining and you've got some you've had some really interesting people on too. Yeah. So that's nice, no, cool, man. Good job. Ho- hopefully, you know, um the the momentum continues going and you know, I just like continue and like podcast with more people and yeah. get people back and we talk about how the year went and yeah, all this type great. of stuff yeah i mean 15 already that's a, that's a pretty decent amount like, do you do what like one every weekend what's the aim for you well this <laughs> the 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 target was one a week but okay. this week i would have done six whoa <laughs> six is week six in one week Damn. yeah Good job. That's I mean that's that's a lot. It's a lot of talking. Yeah, but uh, I kind of like talking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's good then. That's good for you. Have you been doing po- more podcasts like this with your models after shoots, or are you still doing those microphone ones? I'm still doing the microphone ones. Like because I guess they're the the quicker um, format ones. Rather, these ones are a bit a bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think uh, I think um, you know, like th- this kind of situation isn't catered for everybody. You know, like 
if you've just met me for the first time or whatever, like it's going to be, yeah, mm. a bit difficult to yeah, kind of get you true. to open up about yourself and mm. what you've done and things like that. Yeah, no, that, that is, yeah, um, that's true. So the, 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 the five minute interview after the shoot or during a shoot is kind of just quick to kind of like, you know, mm. I don't know, like just like, um, not that the shoots need any more spicing up, but like just spice up the yeah. kind of energy level, you know, yeah. like, yeah. And then we have a bit of a laugh about it. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, what I actually, what I actually love is capturing the little bit of footage before we start the interview. Oh it's yeah. Like the blooper. Yeah. Yeah. It's always something weird going on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know if it's something weird. No, I mean, no, I mean, not weird. <laughs> that's probably the wrong choice of words. Yeah. But uh, but it's just funny. Yeah, so I'm yeah, like, yeah. you know, like this blooper reel at the end of the year is going to be epic. Oh yeah, I'm sure it will be. That's that's so good. <laughs> and even a blooper reel for this, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just the highlights of this and that's stuff so good. like that. Yeah, we we love a good blooper reel. That's it's good. it's it's interesting, right? And I, I touched on it before about the cringiness. And like <clears throat> being comfortable with the cringe, yeah, and yeah. posting the cringe, yeah, because there is a, um, and I, I feel like it's been like this for a while, but this kind of like move towards more um, real life yeah. content as opposed to completely polished, yep, you know, like user driven kind of like content, and so that it it. it it's kind of it's a bit of a challenge for us because we've got like high end professional camera gear, you know, so like trying to capture, you know, grainy footage or like yeah. stuff like that. But what I what I do yeah, what yeah. I do tell people is that um, it's easier to make grainy footage on a high end camera than it is to make high quality footage That's on a shitty camera. That is very yeah. That's um, very good advice. Because you can't sure. go, you can't, you can't sure. up the level of quality, mm. but you can downgrade the level yeah. of quality. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. That is actually yeah, really good advice. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like a lot of people have gone into that. Um, it's kind of been a fad of like doing like the blurry images and things like that. But I feel like if you're taking those blurry images, then you can't like increase the quality of those. Like, you, but yeah. if you start with a sharp image, you could make it into that blurry style. Correct, so. correct. I guess it, it depends on like the artist. Yeah. You know, like the yeah, person yeah. taking the photo or the, the person creating or asking it to be created for, like if that's the only thing that they're going to use it for, yeah, then well, maybe there's true. some like, yeah. you know, intent for having it in that blurry kind of exposure look. Mm. Um, but if you're wanting to use it for something else, you know, it's always better to have like a clear, crisp image Yes. Because then you can change yeah. it, you know, change it. You, Because then it, I think it becomes content that is available for multi-purposes as opposed to just one purpose. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I think as, a, as, a, as an artist or as a photographer, creative, it's our job to work out like which is the right model to use, you know, like what's going to be, mm. yeah. Yeah, and because you, I guess you never know when you're gonna re want to reuse something as well. So if you have the sharpest, best version of that, rather than like a grainy version or whatever, then yeah. you can reuse it for so many different things. Especially with there's you know so many different social media platforms being like TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and 
you know, all, all of those ones, like you, you might need to use it for all of them and maybe each one needs a different style. So Correct. Yeah, you can then adjust it for whatever. It's kind of like, um, and I don't know what your, what your process is for your post-production, like editing photos, but I used to, um, I used to crop images in Lightroom and then take it to Photoshop, do my editing Photoshop and then come back to Lightroom and then export. Mm. And I found that <clears throat> when this movement of um, going to reels occurred on Instagram, 16 by 9, your 4 by 4 by 5 images wouldn't work for the 16 by 9. Yep. So then I was like, oh, shit, like why am I cropping? Yeah. I need to keep the image at the right at the original dimension yeah. because then I can do the crop after the processing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I've done like tons of research and they always say crop the image first, but um, I've never cropped my images. So I've never had that issue. Yeah. But then the issue I find if I don't crop it is when, you know, a model or whoever posts the image on Instagram and you know how like you have to post it. So the person's like centered yeah. So then in the um, in the squares, you can see them in the middle of the footage. Like if their head's too high, then it cuts off their face type thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'll fi I find that if I don't crop it, then it'll like cut their, you know, cut their head off. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't crop mine, but I feel like I need to. But yeah, with reels, I guess, mm. you know, we all, yeah, we, we need to make reels because it's like the fastest growing kind of platform. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I still don't crop my images, so I've never really had that issue, luckily. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. And then there's this whole movement as well around landscape videos versus portrait videos. Yeah, yeah. And this is, it's it's real interesting, right? Because there's a whole lot of content about people saying, oh, it's better if, if it's like actually recorded vertical and da 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 like all of this. Oh, and then, really? Yeah, and then there's the other camp that says, no, 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 you should always never, never record vertical. You should always record landscape because then you have the option yeah. of keeping it landscape. Yes. And keeping it like. Yeah. And I feel like that goes back to like with the photos, you want them sharp to start with. So then you always have that sharp image to go back to. Correct. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like it can be dependent on. Like there's some people I've worked with that they would never need a, a landscape video. Yep. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I'll just film everything in portrait and they're fine with that. But then when like I've got to post on YouTube and I know I've got to make reels for the person yeah. as well. I'll, yeah. It's like, it's easier for me to do that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it definitely makes the, I feel like the editing process go a little bit longer because sometimes I'll, I'll completely edit my, video in landscape for YouTube. Yeah. And then I'll try and make it into vertical. And I'm like, oh, it just doesn't work. So now I've got to recreate that whole video yeah. in vertical. So it's, yeah, yeah, it can be frustrating. Yeah, yeah it's totally frustrating. Hey, uh, I just need to fucking pee. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, all good. <laughs> Shit. I was like, <laughs> I didn't have an extra coffee today. Yeah. And I'm like, nah. I, but like, yeah, I just need Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Nah, go do it, man. <laughs> I don't want you to pee in your pants. You feel better now? Yeah, do you want a drink? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Do you want a Red Bull? Yeah. This is the best day ever. 
Thank you so much. <laughs> What's the difference? What one has like cocaine in it? Are you drugging me? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I think my headphones just got unplugged. Hmm? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Did you import these or did you get them? Springfell, mate. Springfell. Nice. Um, <coughs> less fizzy and yeah. stronger. They're stronger. Yeah, they're stronger. Damn. Yeah. So I'm really gonna have wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't some some dude like yeah. um took Red Bull to court because they're like, I've been drinking Red Bull for ten years. I still don't have any wings. Yeah, and he won. I can't fucking believe that. How crazy is that? Like, are you for real, bro? I feel like America is like a GTA server. Like, that's crazy over there. <laughs> <laughs> So I take you play GTA. I used to when uh, I, when I was younger. I used to play a lot of it. Yeah, okay. not not anymore. Don't have a whole lot of time. Yeah, no time. Yeah. There's no time. No. Um, that's so funny though. Cheers. Cheers. I was actually looking for the little bottles. The little bottles are even stronger. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're small, but they're just like a shot of yeah, it's energy. just like syrup. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was telling someone the other day, like, yeah, the 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 little bottles have been around since the nineties. Wow. Yeah, and then a businessman like was in Asia, and he was like, "Oh, these are actually really good. We need to make them carbonated and put them in other drinks." Oh, and that's how the whole vodka Red Bull no kind way. of movement came about. Mm. Wait, so the what those little ones come before the cans? Yep. Oh. The little ones have always been in Asia. Oh, interesting. As an as like a energy drink. And what is that Red Bull or was it something else before that? No, Red Bull. Red Bull. Yeah, Red yeah. Bull. Wow. Yeah. And then and then they, you know, this businessman kind yeah. of came in and was like, boom, it fucking exploded. Damn, yeah. And it's interesting, right? Like when you look at Red Bull social media accounts, it's nothing about the product. Nothing. Isn't it? No. It's all about like sports, the sports and, and stuff. the adventures. Yeah. And, That's why know. I like supporting Red Bull over most other energy drink brands because I feel like they really support athletes as well. Yeah. And I feel like that's a, that's a huge thing. As in like... What, what other energy drink? Well, I feel like, uh, what other ones are there? There's like Mother. I guess Monster does sports as well. Yeah, Monster does um, sports. There's, I don't know, Rockstar. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. Rockstar's kind of <laughs> yeah, like. It's, like <laughs> it's all about Prime now. Yeah, Prime. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of Prime though. I, st I still haven't tasted it. Oh, really? I think nah. it's just too sweet. It's too sugary. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I had a couple of bangs. Okay, yeah. What do you yeah. think about that? I've never had Bang before. Uh, it's all right. Like, it's just like a Red Bull. Because whose brand's that? That's um, that like Playboy. What's his name? Dan Belzier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's think, his brand, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so, okay. So you started photography like pre-COVID. Yep. Um, and so what would you say would be 
the um like the style that you particularly focus in on or like what inspires you what inspires me um i don't know i think i would say like my favorite style is like fashion yep um and i know that's a pretty hard industry to get into um yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I really love just, you know, when, you know, beautiful clothes on or different clothes on and then you go into an environment that oh, I've got a, I've got a few uh, ones throughout the city. One of my favorite things to do is uh, uh, meet up with a model and just walk around the city and get photos. Because mm. um, I feel like you can find so many different corners that just look so unique and different and whatever. Yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, I would say... Um, actually used to do that oh you used to yeah yeah like yeah. years ago yeah that's ha- fashion and fitness is what i started with oh really yeah and then i was like oh it's so competitive and yeah i just need to do something more edgy yeah 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 <coughs> yeah that's it, it is very competitive um i feel like i feel like everyone's doing fat uh fashion and fitness and mm. <laughs> it makes it so it does make it pretty difficult but yeah um, You've done quite a bit of stuff at the Bayswater Powerhouse. Yes, gym. correct. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty cool gym. Oh, it's yeah, it's a very clean gym. I love it. Good lighting there. Great, great lighting. Yep, and there's heaps of like influencer type people at that gym too. So okay. a lot yeah. of people are cool with getting photos. I've been lately just walking around the gym with my camera because I've been been injured. My ribs are kind of broken from MMA, so I've been. <laughs> I've been just walking around Powerhouse and my camera being like, um, do you want to photo? You, you want to do a photo shoot? Yeah. And so I've been getting heaps of photos like that, which have been fun. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's awesome that you've got a location like that, that you can just like walk around with the camera and yeah. not be like um, shamed for carrying such a, you know. Yeah. I think at start when I first went there and I didn't know anyone, I, like I would, because I would, I would make um, fitness content of myself. Um, and I'd film myself and I'd get some weird looks and it takes a while to get comfortable to be like, oh, who cares? I don't care that people are looking at me weird. Yeah. And they, they might not even be looking at me weird. I could just be in my own head. Yeah. Um, and so now I've, uh, most people know me, so I'm comfortable to just walk around and be like, hey, let's do a quick photo shoot. Because yeah. like sometimes, I don't know about you, but like I get, sometimes it'll be like a weekend, I'll be like, I just want to take photos so bad. But I feel like you probably, you probably do a lot more photo shoots than I would do. But sometimes like when I'm, yeah, when I have a free weekend, I don't have any shoots organized. I'm like, I just want to take photos so bad. Yeah. So I so going to Powerhouse and just walking around being like, let's do a free photo shoot. It's like, it's really fun. Like, yeah. I really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Um, I think I was, I was definitely like that probably about four or five years ago. Whereas like, I'd have weekends where I'm like, why didn't I organize anything? Yeah. Or, or things yeah. like fell through. Yeah, I thing. get like that all the time. Yeah. Um, whereas now it's kind of like... I, I literally don't have time to scratch myself. Yeah, cause, true. Because yeah. I keep coming up with ideas on yeah, how to take yeah. up more of my time. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm totally fine with. I actually think I am a little bit ADHD H- as yeah. well. But you know. I feel like a lot of creative people would be. Yeah. So I think, um, I think you know, being ADHD, you're not you're not like everyone else. It's hard to just sit down and sit at a desk um, for eight hours just like crunching away at the at your computer like i feel like you know creative people you have have to be doing something all the time yeah and that is very adhd so yeah i feel like you probably are i had um i had uh t on 
the DJ on the podcast. I think he was like number 10 um, or number 11 actually because I think Corey was 10. So number 11 and um, and he's pretty much the same. So and the and I said to him like, tell me, how do you do it? And he was like, oh, actually he gets – energized and motivated by like switching between multiple tasks and i'm like oh i think i'm the same yeah like that's why i've got so much stuff on the go and like yeah when when things uh kind of get like when things slow down and there's like a lull period i'm i get like antsy and i'm like no 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 i gotta like do something you know, yep. it's, it's not to That's say actually that good advice. I, I would say that would probably work for me a lot because like, I find when I'm at my desk job, because I work nine to five and I, I do like the promotional videos for an event management company. Yeah. Um, sometimes when I'm sitting at my desk, I just just staring and I just lose productivity. Like my working goes really slow. But I feel like mm. if I was to jump between three different tasks, it would keep my mind active enough yep. rather than just yeah, just getting bored of doing the same thing over and over. So, actually, like that advice. Yeah. What? Um. So, so your nine to five is you do like video. You're the like guy for an event management. Yeah. Company? So I work for a cheerleading event management company. And oh wow. Um, half of the year we travel around Australia. Okay. Flying from state to state, running cheerleading events, um, cheerleading oh, okay. and dance events. Yeah. It's Holy pretty, shit. Pretty random. Yeah. Um. Because I used to, be, I was a cheerleader for sixteen years, so that's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty random, huh? Yeah, yeah. Hang on, what? <laughs> How? <laughs> My mum started a cheerleading gym when I was like really young. Okay. Um. So eventually, I, you know, I started off playing soccer and basketball and tennis and all these things, and then eventually, I was at the cheerleading gym enough that I was like, you know what, I'll just. You know, I'll start doing cheerleading as well. Yeah, because you're there anyway. Yeah, I'm there anyway. So, and it's a pretty interesting sport because it's very versatile. You're doing all sorts of things throughout the routine. You're doing tumbling, you're doing stunting, you're doing jumps, you're doing dance, all of these things. So, I feel like it's a, you know, it's a very interesting sport to be a part of. Yeah. Um, See, I was doing that for like 16 years and um, was at the highest level in Australia that you could go, competed at the world championship seven times. All of this probably hard to understand it, like not knowing cheerleading. You're like, what? <laughs> how uh, is there? A, how is there a world championships for cheerleading? Nah, no, I, you kind of get it. Yeah, I, to- I totally get it because um, uh, so I got two daughters, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not that they're they're in cheerleading, but yeah. like just being a part of you know like sporting yeah. events and yeah, all that yeah, type yeah. of stuff. Like you get to understand that yeah, there's like world championships for like pretty much everything. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but wow, that's yeah. such a yeah. I, I I definitely would not have picked that. It's very random, isn't it? Yeah, both of my both of my parents are dancers. My dad is a ballroom dancer. Okay. Um, and my mum started off just being like a you know a regular dancer that does all the different styles. But then, yeah, as she started, uh, she opened up her own gym that was a dance gym. She then progressed it to cheerleading. Okay. Um. And then she had, then that got so big, it was the biggest gym in Australia that she um, gave that to my stepbrother. Yeah. 
Um, so he's running that now. And then she took over, uh, th- sorry, then she created ASCIF, which is the event management company that runs the cheerleading events around Australia. Right. And so um, you that's, work for that company. Yeah. That's, that's where I work. I owned my own cheerleading gym for a little bit, Dreamtime All-Stars and uh, a few different things. I coached at different gyms and all that. And now yeah. I've kind of settled into working at this um wow, at Asker. That's, that's fucking awesome yeah man. yeah it's it's cool i start and i did start working in the warehouse so i was just the guy that was like moving boxes around and packing the trucks um i mm. uh, got my truck license i drove the truck a couple of times to the events um uh then as i started getting into photography and videography a little bit more um when I was in the office and we'd get merchandise in, I'd be like, oh, do you want me to take some photos or do some videos for that? So then it kind of progressed my role into doing more of that. Yeah. So. Because yeah. there was probably more of a need to get that stuff yeah. done as, you know, the online presence, exactly. social media yep. platforms and all this became, you know, the machine that it is right yeah. now. Yeah. That's as, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was kind of like a perfect um, transition at, um, moved in pretty well and yeah so now I just travel around with the whole crew there's about I think 10 of us that travel around as a group around Australia okay. and then we have different staff in all of the different states that come and work in there and um, it goes from Friday till uh, Sunday and then we fly home Monday but yeah, yeah I'm just pretty much getting up filming content interviewing people um, taking some photos and then heading home and then I usually edit it on the weeks that we're home and then fly back out again. Yeah, but we're right. currently on the, the stint where we're, we don't have any events on until like a, a few more months. Yeah. So it's pretty chilled. But um, yeah, just taking some photos for like the merchandise. Um, yeah, because we still have a bit of social media stuff, trying to create some pump up videos for the yeah. upcoming season and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so always a need for, you know, the kind yeah. of like, um, what do you call it? Like the... Um, the enticement yeah, to kind yeah. of like join the membership. Exactly. You know, and like Getting everyone hyped up for the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's that's what I what I do um, mainly. And then I have my Jaden Sims media on the side yeah. that um yeah, that I do my other jobs like my you know, fitness your, photography your fashion, or fitness fashion, stuff. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, and so, so MMA. Yep. Tell me about how long you've been doing that for. Yeah, okay. And um, yeah, like there'd be some stories that you've got there, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a pretty new thing for me. I've done jujitsu and kickboxing in the past. Okay. Um, and then I've like the past few years, I've just been really focused in on gym. And um, yeah, it was I train at gym every single day for about four hours. Um, so then I was, I, I got to a point where I was like, I feel really strong. I feel really good, but. I want something else. Mm. Um, so then I look, looked for a different sport and I was like, you know, I've done kickboxing and jujitsu before. I might try some MMA. So um, You just wanted next level choking people, right? Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted. want to learn how to yeah, yeah, choke people out, break <laughs> people's arms, all that good stuff. God damn. <laughs> um, you're, you're a fucking secret weapon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. No one's ever said that before. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm sure all the ladies would have said that as <laughs> yeah. a secret weapon. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> number one secret weapon. I'm like James Bond. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll tell you what this thing does. Uh... I have a secret weapon. <laughs>
Oh my gosh, that sounds crazy. That's scary. Oh my god. That's, that's the monster. Monster voice changer. Oh my gosh, that's. You're freaking me out. And then there's the robot. What? If you need any voice changing uh, recording equipment, you know who to call. Wow, that's uh, that's terrifying, and I, I felt like I just went into the depths of hell for a second. We have your son. We have the secret weapon. This is a ransom phone call. Send that to my mum. Ah! <laughs> uh, no, don't come after me. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. <laughs> that is so cool. What the heck? It's cool. I huh? love that. Um, okay, so yeah, so you so how often are you training MMA? Uh, six days a week at the moment. Fuck. So so I wake up before work. I go to gym and train for about an hour. I'm um, trying trying yeah try and do my weight training in the morning, and then I do a little bit of bag work. Then after work, then we have MMA is our first class, jiu-jitsu second, then kickboxing third. Gotcha. And I, I've been doing that most nights for the past few months. So Wow. When, when do you have time to do any editing? Um, well, I, you know, I'm working during the day. So oh, you see. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm working from 9 till 5. So during that period, I, right, yeah, okay. I do all my editing. And then right. weekends are a little bit more chilled. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have a, probably have a lot more time at the moment just because of my ribs being so sore. Yeah. What did you do to them? So uh, I got I got slammed on the ground. Yeah, it was kind of my own fault. I like wrapped my I had my legs wrapped around someone, and he stood up, and he was trying to shake me off off him, right. and I was trying to like choke him out. Um, and then he managed to shake me, and I fell off and smashed my back on the ground. So yeah. I think my body's just not used to it. So all my ribs around the back are just so bruised. Um, and then, yeah, last night I copped a punch in, in my rib where it was really sore. Ooh, they knew they knew your, uh, your weak spot. Yeah, it's, my, it's the kink, they, kink in my armor. Because they saw you the other night. Yeah, the kink in my armor. So, yeah, I'm probably going to need to rest that for a little bit. But, yeah, yeah no, I've been loving it. It's, it's been good it, fun. It's, it's probably a good thing just to have a rest, you know. Let your body recuperate. And, and I think as I train so much too, I, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe that my body's just under so much pressure that um, it's just, I don't know, getting a little bit softer. <laughs> maybe I just need to give it a break to let it heal and harden up a little bit. Hey, you might you might find that you'll bounce back even faster if you just take it like a yeah. cold turkey, you know, stop everything for a little bit. That is actually a fantastic idea. Mm. I reckon, yeah, I probably could come back stronger. Yeah, mm. for sure. Mm. Yeah, might need to do that. So in terms of your photography, what would you say would be some of your key strengths and some of your key weaknesses? Oh, okay. That, yeah. you, that you want to develop on? Yeah. I would say my strengths are... I don't know. I feel like I, I'm really good at capturing some incredible, uh, sharp and I don't know. Uh, how, how would I say that? Sometimes, sometimes it's weird. Uh, like I don't, sometimes when I'm taking a good photo, I look at the photo and I'm like, how did I take that? If you know <laughs> what I mean? So sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm, like someone else is controlling my hands and controlling... Um, so you, so you're the king of uh, you're the king of f flukes. 
You're just well, like fluking it? No, I don't or? know. Yeah, I don't know if fluke's the word because I feel like I take a lot of great photos often. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Like how did – maybe it's the lenses and things. I would say – I'd say probably I'm – my one of my strengths is just getting like really nice sharp images yeah um and i would say probably my weakness is getting creative on a set mm. so I, I would see uh, the thing i've been thinking about a lot lately is seeing a lot of other people's photos and seeing like um you know the the things that they add into their set to make the photos really stand out mm-hmm. like even if it's like them reading a magazine <coughs> or like um them doing something active like i feel like a lot of my photos are very much just a bit plain which is good good for you know a lot of cases but i feel like i I like the ones where it leaves a bit for the imagination as well like yeah like what are they reading or like what are they doing type thing so so what i'm hearing is you want to do or you feel like you need to do more like that kind of storytelling type That's stuff. exactly it, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I totally get that and I totally get the the piece around you being good at um, being able to capture like sharp images because um, I can see it. I can see the sharp images that you post and they're all fantastic. Right? Thank you. Um, I think, yeah, because like, I was very much the same as well and then – um, being such a reflective person, I look at what I'm doing and how I'm um, – like what are the things that I did differently to get that image even better from the last time I tried to shoot it, you know? Yes, yeah. And, um, and then what I worked out is I actually do th- – because I've been doing it for such a long time – my muscles have muscle memory mm. and I just know. Yeah. And so I do have a formula that I follow, but I don't have to think about the formula because it kind of mm. just happens, Yeah, you know. Um, and and then, of course, there's, there's the piece around I'm actually really good at, like, not knowing stuff. Like, not knowing about the location or not knowing about the model, you okay. know, like throw me in the deep end right. and I'll make magic happen, okay. yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think a lot of um, photographers might get scared from that, you know, yeah. because it, it's kind of going out of their comfort zone or whatnot or they mm. want to be able to like control every aspect and things yeah. like this. So, um, yeah, so like for myself, I know that I'm really good at <coughs> – if you give me a brief, that's all I need. I'll just show up and yep. we'll just work it out on the day. Yeah. You know, be yeah. flex- be flexible with it and stuff. I feel like I could definitely um yeah, I can see I can see that in you. Like I feel like you're you are really good at that stuff. And I think part of me thinks that that comes from being self-taught too because I was watching your other po- podcast and you were saying that you're self-taught. Yeah. Um and I think I think um being self-taught has a lot of uh, gives you a lot of benefits over being taught like through school or something like that because I feel like when you're taught by someone you get taught that this is how you've got to do things and this mm. is this is this is the way things go um, so then 
when you go into a photo shoot and things aren't going like that, I feel like it, you know, it looks a lot more um, clinical, I guess you could say. Yeah. But I feel like when you're self-taught, you can adapt to situations probably a little bit more because you've, you've had to go into the world and figure it out yourself. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And um, I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, but it is a lot to do with um, my, like my childhood and mm. us moving around quite a bit and me not having a set group of friends and yeah, always wow. having to say goodbye to friends and then make new friends. You wow, know? that would have been tough. Yeah, like at, at, at a very young age up mm. until up until I was like 14. Really? Yeah. So Was that moving around Australia or? No, nah, Southeast Asia. Oh, wow. Yeah, because my mum's Indonesian and my dad was Aussie. Um, oh. So uh, born in Singapore, lived in Indonesia, Brunei. We did live wow. in Singapore. But like that's incredible. That's that would have been amazing. At the so yes, yes, it was mm-hmm. amazing. I look back now and I'm so thankful of having had that experience and being pretty much um, forced to create a skill of being able to communicate with people and like build mm. relationships really quickly. Yeah, but I, at the time is the worst yeah did that that create like any resentment towards your parents when you were younger or not really uh i don't know if it was resentment um it was just always this kind of like unknown thing Mm. because i because i couldn't really explain it yeah so like being I, i can explain it now and and basically it's because we were mixed race mm. living in an asian country and it's actually there's, there's actually a thing it's called a third culture kid so we were third culture kids so um living and growing up in a country not of our ethnicity but then compound that with the fact that we are mixed race as well we like always stuck out. So whenever, whenever, and like I was six foot at um, 11. What? What? Yeah. I was six foot at 11. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. Being in so you can an ima- Asian country, that's correct. That's freaking mental. Correct. So we go to Indonesia, see my mum's side of the family, and they were like, oh my God, they just want yeah. to show us all off, you know, like, oh, because we're half white, half, you know, Asian, Indonesian, and then um, and then coming to Australia, like yeah. again, we just like stick out because it's like yeah. you just look so different, you know. Yeah, yeah, wow. So, yeah, so there's always that aspect, and I always felt like kind of really didn't fit in anywhere. You yeah, know? Like, I could I could definitely see that. I, I I feel like that would be hard in an yeah, like being in an Asian country, um, being mixed. I think that I feel like. Yeah, yeah, being that tall as well, that would feel really yeah. I, like isolating sometimes, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, were, they, were they? This might be a weird qu- question, but were they racist <laughs> or not? Is that? Uh, the Australians were. Really? Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So um, you didn't have that problem until you moved to Australia, and then the then you've ex- you ex- started experiencing that. Uh, no, well, so interestingly, um, even the Australians, when we were living in Asia, 
What? Yeah. So 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 get this. So grade uh so grade grade four, grade five, you know, like yep. new Australian kid, you know, like I've already been I'm I'm already been at the school for like three years, right? New Australian kid, you know, hey, how you going? Oh, where are you from? Australia. And they're like, Oh, where are you from? Oh, Australia. And then it's like, okay. So the Australian kid's like, Oh, what part of Australia do you live in? And I'd have to answer, Oh, I haven't lived in Australia. And they'd that go That is weird. And they'd go, How can you call yourself Australian then? Oh my gosh, that is Yeah. That is such a, a unique experience a hundred percent in grade five yeah wait so so did you feel like you identified more as an australian than you did as i didn't know i had no idea wow. yeah yeah no you know and then when we moved to australia uh you know when i was 14 um because i so i've got an older sister and a younger brother yeah i was the most asian looking out of three of us and I just copped the racism oh, at like high school. That's rough. Yeah. Like I'm talking walking home from school every single day, some car would go past and a chocolate milk carton would be thrown from, no the, from the moving cart every day. Yeah. What, what area were you in? I was in Perth. Oh, you're in Perth? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. But that's yeah, that's that's really sad to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. So, but at the same time, right? Like, I wouldn't change my upbringing for anything because it's made me who I am today. Yeah, no, exactly. And I've been able to develop skills to build relationships quickly. Mm -hmm. I've been able to communicate, not all, like all that type of stuff. Right? I think it's. I think it's actually important to be bullied a little bit, to be honest, because I was bullied for being a cheerleader at school a lot, and they would yeah. call me like. Uh, they would call me like a faggot cheerleader or whatever, things like that. And, you know, it would hurt a little bit. But then I, I think um, it forces you to find people of more value, people that are kinder. And yeah. it means that you're not going to associate with that group, which is good. Correct. If you're being bullied, that means you're the one not doing the bullying, which means that you are probably developing friendships with the right people. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, I think it, it, uh, it builds resilience yeah, a hundred percent. You know, as mm. much as as much as it's hard in the situation, the longevity benefit of it is that it builds resilience. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what's plan? What have you got planned for like this year? What What's happening in two thousand twenty four for Jaden? I I think this year I just want to just really get my name out there. I've been a bit lazy with um, putting myself out there and really indulging myself in like having my photography as an actual business that I can make decent money from. Right. Um, I think I get scared to charge people too. Okay. Like I, I think I forget my own value sometimes. And so then yeah. when I, when I start putting myself out there, I'm like, Oh, am I charging too much? Or, you know, Maybe I'll do this one for free. Maybe like all of that stuff, which then I think pushes me further away from my goal. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard, but I, I think the goal of this year is to just really get myself out there, really just commit to um, creating a business for myself and mm. um, making it lucrative in a way that I can 
live off and, um, you know, like everyone else, like just depend on myself rather than solely working for someone else. Yeah. And I think that's always going to be like the, the challenge being a creative person is this um, contrast of being creative, knowing your value and worth and then being comfortable with the business side of being creative, which yeah. is the charging. Yeah. You know, you're charging for your skills and your experience and like, you know, and I think, I think from what I can see, the quality of work that you've got, like, yeah, you should definitely be charging. Thank you so much. That like, means a lot. Like this is the that. year for you to like charge as much as you can, as often as you can. Um, yeah. And yeah, like build up, build up that brand and build up your, your, your photography side. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to hear that other, you know, a photographer like yourself thinks that I take good photos like yeah. that. That means a lot. And yeah, I feel like, yeah, I just got to really indulge myself in it and, um, I don't know, like what, what's the best way to market yourself, do you think? <sighs> Word of mouth is always really okay. good. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what? Like there's so many, so many additional benefits through word of mouth that you can just try to leverage off, yep. you know, and, um, and I think, you know, like, yeah, you can like – engage in some sort of marketing company and stuff like that but then if you don't get the results then it's kind of like you know mm. um for me i think it is all about like the brand that i have um so as you would know like i spend a lot of time putting my face out there like yep. online and like you know, I'm joking around, like all that type of stuff. And yeah. again, this kind of, this plays into this piece around me showing people how to pose and yeah. stuff like that, right? Um, because of the additional benefits in, if people can see what you're like online, when they come and meet you and you're exactly the same, then the penny drops in their head and they go, oh, he's exactly like how yeah. he is yeah. online. And he's... Like it's not, it's not what I thought it was going to be, or yeah, you know what yeah. someone else said and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So for me, it's just kind of like ensuring that everybody has a good time. We get some great photos, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like I guess that that is all uh, a lot of you know getting yourself out there and taking videos and stuff. It, in this in this day and age, I feel like that is probably such a big thing for everyone to do when they're marketing themselves. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to be like, oh yeah, but that's not my thing. But I feel like it is, it, it kind of needs to be everyone's thing. If that's what you, if you want to make that your sole business, you have to be, start getting yourself out there like that. And there are other ways that you can, um, that you can do s uh, like similar stuff, but slightly different. I think, you know, like the type of content uh, that um, that people can create, I think, fall into four categories. There's like showing the quality of your work. There's information or educational stuff. There's like funny stuff, you know, and then there's like call to action type stuff, right? Yeah. And 
yeah, you could kind of create all four in one, but then you can also just focus in on one component and just do that. And so like, for example, like the educational stuff, like teaching people how to, how you Mm. pose people or how you do your editing or like what are the tips and tricks, you know, that, um, that you would do in your like product photography or um, things that you have learnt through your event cheerleading photography career that is transferable to other types of photography. You know, like I think there's so much that can be learnt from this um, convergence of like genres that people seem to forget, Mm. you know, it's kind of like lighting. Lighting is so important Mm. in every single style of photography. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty much us. Yeah. Yeah. So we can always talk about lighting, but then we can always talk about the different techniques in using lighting for boudoir or for swimwear Mm. or for product photography that a product photographer could teach a boudoir photographer about his lighting and the boudoir photographer go, hey, I didn't even think of that. Mm, Yeah, yeah, that's so true, yeah. Like, (coughs) yeah. so the informative stuff is, it's just like, it's endless. Yeah, yeah. But I think we get, we get um, tunnel vision in thinking, oh, no one would really like benefit in that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that... That's yeah, that's very true. I like I like what you said there because yeah, I've, I mean, I guess I would have snippets of information that I would know that a lot of other people wouldn't that yeah. if I put myself out there, yeah. even if they're not the same style as me, they would find it interesting to hear how I do 100%. something like that. And, and and so what I also know is people are lazy. From the and I'm not trying to degrade the whole population of the earth. What I'm trying to say is if if you are showing someone how complicated it is for you to do something, they're not necessarily going to copy you. They're going to come to you. Oh. Right? Yeah. So, which is why like on... Um, on TikTok, for example, or like Instagram reels, you see a lot of these um, uh, these videos that have the first part of the video is the behind the scenes, yeah. and then the and then the, the the video footage or the scene of the photo like afterwards, like yeah. the final product, because then you you get an insight into holy shit, how fucking complicated. Yeah, it is. I, yeah, I think about that a lot. Sometimes I'm like, man, I don't think I could ever do that. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, if, yeah. If, so if you are a customer or if you're a photographer wanting to do that, right, you would go, I'm going to reach out to that guy. I'm going to ask him some questions. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're a customer, you'd be like, I'm going to contact that guy because I want my photos to look like that. Yes, yeah. That's great. That's Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. 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 So there would be stuff that you know that – you're confident in in your style or in your approach that you could share with people 
And I mm. feel like that's, yeah, that, that that's just one aspect of, yep. you know, marketing yourself and marketing your brand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's so true. Yeah, it, it, and um, yeah, because yeah, I feel like that's the best way because that gets the most views and if people reach, the more people reach out to you, the more it shows your profile as well, mm. like getting into the algorithm. So yeah, that's, um, that is really fantastic advice. It, uh, it just, it, it makes me realize that I feel like if you're in any field, you have to be good at everything. Because even like, I've noticed that people like, even if they're not photographers, but they're like really trying to market themselves, they'll end up turning into like a photographer or a videographer and they'll make really good footage. Yeah. Not because they want to be good at that, because they're, they're trying to sell whatever they've got. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, you kind of need to be good at everything nowadays. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you do and you don't. I think uh, I think a lot of the time we uh, try to make absolutely everything perfect, but mm. it's actually okay not to be perfect. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be polished every single time. Like, yeah, and I, mm. this again comes back to that whole cringeworthy kind yeah, of yeah. vibe or theme, right? Like, I don't care. <laughs> I care, but I don't care enough to care, yeah. you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's true. I, I think you said you said it before, but people just want to see, see what's real nowadays because it's so, um, it's, we've spent so many years perfecting, s- everything has to be so perfect that it kind of bends reality. Yeah. Um, so when you show what's what's actually real, and I, th- I think people do really appreciate that. Which it's good. It's good that people want to go back to that. Like there's that there's that um, Australian com- comedian. I think she's a comedian, Celeste Barber. She like does these um, videos of um, uh, she reenacts like supermodel stuff, but she just looks like an everyday yeah. average Australian woman. You know, like a middle aged um, mum. Type okay. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my god! Like it just—it's so. Or she'll take photos posing like a model or something. Is yeah, that yeah, like, yeah, yeah. In like the different, you know, techniques yeah. or stuff. Like not, not, um, not like, uh, the exact brands or whatever. But yeah. like, so let's just say like like a model's using um, uh, a Chanel, you know, dress or whatever. Um, she might be wearing a Kmart dress. You know, like stuff like that. Like, yeah, and yeah. it's such a, it's a contrast, but it's kind of like it's That's real. Cool. That's cool. You know? Yeah. And she's really, she's really positioned herself in this kind of theme of um, comparing herself to all these other supermodels or all these other images and videos, but like having a laugh about it, mm. you know, and even her husband kind of gets in on it as well. Yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, it's pretty that's, funny. That's fun. That is, that is really fun. I need to, I need to see this person. Though. Yeah. What's their name again? Celeste Barber. Celeste Barber. Okay, I'll yeah. look that up later. Yeah. yeah. That's mad. Um, amazing. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming along to the podcast, um, sitting down with me and no talking about stuff. And uh, I'd love to get you in later on in the year, see how the year's Perfect. going. Yeah, we'd love that. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been mad fun. It's good to chat to you and yeah, good yeah. to see your place. It's awesome. You've dressed it up really nicely. And yeah. I tried on one of the uh, Star Wars helmets before I started. <laughs> that was that was cool. 
I look like a stormtrooper. Ah! <laughs> um, how can people find you on social media? Like, what uh, what are your details? So at Jaden Sims Media is my media page, and uh, at the Jaden Sims for my uh, fitness content type type stuff. Yeah, so any fitness people out there looking for some content, Jaden's yeah. your guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or fashion or or anything. I'll do whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool with whatever. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. Yeah, amazing. Awesome. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening in. Make sure you subscribe, hit that notification button, obviously, to get uh, notified when the next uh, video becomes available. But uh, catch you guys in the next one.